Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Uh, take your Bible and turn to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. And um, as you turn there, just a quick uh, reminder, uh, this is only something we do a couple of times a year, but there will be no service this Wednesday night. And uh, we were, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving, um, so uh, no service this Wednesday night. But we'll kick right back off Sunday morning and again next Wednesday, so don't miss that. But um, again, no services this Wednesday, and we hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. So um, Joshua 24, when you got it, say amen. I think that's enough for us to go ahead and proceed. I think that's enough majority rules. Let's go ahead and let's pray first, and then we'll dive into this thing. God, thank you for uh, being here. And uh, there's a song sung, Lord, that says, well, when you walk in the room, things change. And so, God, we thank you, Lord, that you walk into our lives and you change us. And so we ask that you'll walk into our hearts through the word right now. And uh, just speak directly to us. Uh, let every person in this room uh, leave today with what you have for them, God. And I uh, believe that's hope and life and encouragement and peace and strength. And uh, God, just challenge us uh, by your word, change us. And uh, we pray more than anything else, God, to just draw us and help us become more like you. And uh, we are thankful for so many things that we recognize you are the giver of. And uh, we're thankful for those even more during this season. And we ask this today in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, say it with me. Amen. <coughs> Amen. We are glad that you're here and tuned in to uh, what God's doing. And I want to read you two verses. And um, we're in a series right now called Flip My House. And um, this is a series we're doing on the home. And, uh, and we're talking about walking from uh, being just a Christian uh, person and or a Christian family into being a Christ-centered home or a Christ-centered person. Uh, and so uh, we want to take it again into what God would have us be. And so we've been using during this series uh, two verses. It's kind of been our foundation and uh, kind of been just reading this and going back to these verses. And so I want to read them to you today and you can follow along. And if you don't have a Bible with you, they're on the screen uh, free or we'll give you one after church. Just see us and we'll give you one. But uh, verse 14 says this. It says, now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the God's which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Somebody say, serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. That's a word. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Read that with me. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, man, two verses, again, foundational for this series as we kind of dig into this thing. And uh, I tell you, we uh, last week heard, uh, man, incredible, incredible testimony uh, from our men's minister, BJ, who uh, shared, I believe, these two verses and just brought those to life when he was sharing about what he went through in his home and how he had to come to the place and make the decision to say yes to God, serve the Lord, uh, regardless of what previous generations have done before him. And um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast just for that, if nothing else. Get that, man. Let that be an encouragement to you, what God can do. But we have to come to the place to where we do this ourselves. And so I truly believe that the greatest revival 
that America will see will start in the family. It is starts in the home, and it starts with us. It's, it's what will bring hope to America. We look at the turmoil, and we look at all the tragedy and the things that are, that are happening around us, and we sometimes we think if it's a certain person, we get this person in office and get this person out of office, that's the answer. Those things might be great, but that's not the answer. The answer is Jesus. And who's going to take the answer to a lost and dying world? The church. And it starts with the family. It starts with us making a decision to surrender to him. And I I really believe that this revival that's going to happen in the home is the initiator of that will be the men. It will be the men. It will be the the fellows. And so I've been taking just a couple of weeks, took last week, and I'm going to speak to men as well again today. But again, this is to every person, uh, young and old, male or female. These are Bible principles that you could apply. But as we do speak to men, I I want to just challenge you with a few things. And last week we did this. We gave you three things that um, kind of just, you know, really strong that I believe we need to begin to walk in to do this. Uh, Go real quick, uh, just, uh, you know, let you know, I'm not giving you three things today. I actually messed with the AV team this morning when I gave them my notes. And uh, they came back to me and said, Pastor, the notes, uh, the three points are not in there. And I went, it's okay. It's all good. They thought I forgot. So I'm going to give you some principles, some points, but just just all of it's going to speak to us today. But those three things last week, number one was this, be strong. Be strong. Tell you never be strong. Be strong. And uh, this strong is not you just going to the gym and getting in better shape. That's good, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being strong in the Lord. Uh, this is the only way this would do it. This is not us trying harder. This is us, not, not us trying to hold on longer. And, and in between the, this Sunday and the next Sunday, I'm going to try to hang on and be strong and hope that I'm going to pull through to the next. No, that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being strong in the Lord. And that only happens when we do what number two is. And that was this, be humble. Be humble. Humility is huge. Our, our, our decision to humble ourselves and come up underneath someone, which we're going to talk about even more so today, is, is an area of submission in our life to where we come up underneath some things. And so um, we're going to see how huge that is. And we had the greatest example for us in Scripture in Jesus. Uh, the Bible says that he humbled himself. And that's huge. Humbled himself, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That is a gospel, that Jesus died on a cross in our place for our sins, ascended to heaven, and will come again to receive those who say yes to him and surrender their life to him. And so that's a beautiful thing. And, and the third thing we talked about last week was this, that we need to be unashamed. Be unashamed. And so um, this is uh, us being bolder about our faith and, and, and being stronger, being a witness. That, that is that, but that's not what we focused on last week. Last week, we talked about in being unashamed is this, that the gospel takes away all shame from us. It takes away all the, the failure and the fault that we have in our life. And so as I'm challenging men, I'm speaking to each of us, if you haven't done all of these things well, join the club. Just join the club. None of us have, have been able to check all these things off the list. And so because we haven't done these things well all the time, we had to have Jesus come. And so we do this. If we mess it up, and when we've messed it up, and if we probably have, we have the gospel and the blood of Jesus, the gospel of good news to save us and bring us into a place where shame is no longer. Guilt and shame has to leave, and we don't have condemnation anymore. There's none of that in Christ Jesus. And there is this conviction that draws us when we get out of line, and that's a good thing. Be thankful for that, but we don't have this condemnation anymore. So um, we have to look into that. So um, 
I want to say this also. I'm also thankful for the men of this church. Um, there are a lot of churches you could attend and go to, and uh, the majority of them are women. And uh, ladies, the majority are in the house. I'm thankful that there are a lot of men in this church. And uh, there are a lot of men who aren't ashamed and afraid to worship the Lord and, and get not ashamed to pray for their family and, uh, and, and come to altars and step out and move. So thank you guys for that. And so as we do this, as we do this, I want to keep challenging us to keep going deeper in this because the home and our family has to be a priority because Satan has made it a priority. He has. He's made it a priority in, in your life. His, his family is high up on, your, on his list. And so uh, your family is there. So, so we must make it a priority ourselves. And I think this, I think that the bullseye on America is largest on the men right now. I really do. I think that it has enlarged on our backs and that Satan has, uh, has targeted us because if he knows if he can get the men, he's got the family. And if he can get them in, he's got the home. And so he's come against us, and he's come hard at us. And so uh, I, I think the answer is this. It's, it's people who are men of God, who are God-fearing, Jesus-following, wife-loving, children-raising men of God. That's the answer. That's what we need. And so that's what we're striving into and asking God to continue to take us into. And this is why it's so important. Heard this study, and it just wrecked me. Um, it's, uh, you know, it gets in, has some statistics and some percentages. And so when you have that, they may not all be exactly the same, but I, I believe this is fairly accurate, even from some of what I've saw in my ministry years. Um, uh, this says this, um, that if a family of four, which we have often come into our church, um, if there's a family of four, Walk into the, uh, the, this church or another church, you know, a wife, husband, has some kids. Uh, we have families around here of 12 and, uh, you know, six and eight. That's awesome. Families of two, three, whatever, but it's just cool. But if a family comes in and, and this is what happened, that family does not know Jesus. Uh, they have, have yet to put their faith in the gospel. They have they've yet to trust in him. And, and if they've done, they have not done that, this is kind of what statistically this study shows. It shows that if that young person in that uh, family, teenager, child, or whatever it was, if they were saved and they came to Christ, it would be a 6% chance that the rest of that family is going to come to Jesus. And because there's going to be influence in the home because that child is coming in and saying yes. I mean, I love that. I think that's beautiful. And, uh, and that's so important. So we pour into families here and we pour into children here, spend resources on, on our kids' ministry and all those things. And, and uh, we believe in us doing those things. We're going to keep these statistics, and they're going to get so much greater by that. It's just going to, that's going to go up, especially in this church. But this study also shows this. It says if that same family walked in the doors, and if that mother or the lady of that home, if she surrendered her life to Jesus and she said yes, that it increased the odds of the rest of that family from getting saved from 6% all the way up to 17%. That's awesome, man. Again, influence in the home. And, and, and again, a great thing that, again, this happens. And so, again, we have women's ministries, and we develop that. Again, we believe that statistic is just completely going to be blown out of the water in this church. Uh, but the study also said this. Get ready. In that family, mother, father, children, unsaved, don't know Jesus, and I've seen this. It's beautiful. If the father of the home surrenders his life to Christ, it increases it to 95% that that family is going to come to Christ and, and, and say yes to him. I, that is a beautiful thing, and so it is huge. And I've seen this, and it's true. It's because of this very thing. Men, you are the leader. 
Come on. You are the leader. Thank you. You are the man. You are the leader of the home. And where you're leading, they will follow. And I've watched that happen so many times. I've seen all those happen. But men, you are the leader. And this is what God's looking for. He's looking for a man. He's looking for this. We see in Scripture in Ezekiel 22, verse 30, it says this. He said, I sought for a man among them who would make a wall, stand in the gap before me on behalf of the Lamb, that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. I don't want him to look out across faith or need. I don't want him to look out across our life. And I don't want him to say, man, I'm looking for someone, but I can't find them here. I don't want him to, his, his, his eyes, the Bible says that his eyes are seeking to and fro. He's looking for a place to show himself strong on your behalf, on our behalf. So he's looking for these saints. He's looking for a man. He's looking for a man who will say yes. But the problem is this. There's so many men who think they are a man, man because they were born a male. Malehood does not qualify you for manhood. And, and that does not. Uh, we are we, uh, now with the great technology that we have, we are able to view uh, as a little baby in the womb of the mom, uh, being able to see these little precious miracles grow now. And some of these, these uh, th- things are trip, how they have the, just the detail that you see. And, and I've heard some people say they post a picture and say, man, he looks just like me. And, you know, she looks just like me. And, you know, face all squished up against the placenta. And, I mean, it, <coughs> y'all do look a whole lot alike, man. Twins. I can see that. Twin. <coughs> you know, it's one of those things. And, uh, but, but we do this, we're able to look, and we're like, it's a boy. And it's got a little thing hanging out. And it's a boy. And just be honest, it's just what it is. It's life. It's be fruitful, multiply, Jesus' Bible, first command. Let's do it. And so, it's a boy, or it's a girl, it's a, it's a boy. And, and this little boy comes into the earth, and he comes to mama, and he's freaking out, screaming and crazy, going, oh, put me back. And just, I mean, losing his mind and saying, man, it was so much nicer in there, and that's true. And this world can get tough. And what happens is this, these little boys come into the world. And then what happens is, I'm going to show my age for just a minute. Then all we have, we don't have men in the hood anymore who grow up and become men. we got boys in the hood. And then we wonder, don't ever watch that movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> we have boys and, and we have these guys who think, again, that they're men. Because, again, something that they were born with, listen, that's not what makes you a man. Um, being a man is surrendering a lot to Jesus and saying, yes, I'll do what you ask of me, Lord. And so he's looking for this. And then he asks some things of us as men. And again, this is regardless of, again, what the forefathers on the other side of the river did, what they chose on that other side of that river. I'm going to choose from me, my house. My father may have made this decision, but I'm making this decision today to say yes and make a Joshua decision because he's looking for this. And he says this. Take your Bible. Turn over to the book of Exodus real quick. Just make a left turn in your Bible. Go closer to the front, <clears throat> and uh, you'll come across a book called Exodus. And um, this is a story of them coming out. And uh, I think we're going to see that this is a story and the principles in here are things that we'll see uh, that God will still use today to bring us out of uh, bondage and bring us into promise. And it's in Exodus chapter 34. And I'm going to just read a couple of verses in here and you can study these chapters. But I want to read two verses that are that are they're pretty big. Uh, it's Exodus 34 verses 23 
and um, 24. It says this. It says, three times in the year, all your men shall appear before the Lord, the Lord God of Israel. For I will cast out the nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither will any man covet your land when you go up to appear before the Lord your God. This is huge. The Lord God of Israel. He's, he's saying this again. The Lord God, Lord your God. Three times a year they would ask them of this to do this. And so we're seeing some things in here where he is speaking directly to the men. Why is he doing that? Because here's the truth. Men, you're responsible. You're responsible. We're responsible. If, whether you're a single man right now or whether you're a married man and have children, you're responsible. You're responsible for the decisions that you're making. They don't just affect you. They affect the generations after you. And so you have to make some decisions. And so these men were called out, but something had to happen here. They were called, and he was saying this, that you must submit to the Lord your God. Now, this is huge. This is not just, I believe in God's in heaven and he's on the throne and I just believe in him. No, this is us coming from just saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to be a Christian and stepping underneath this, into this level of Christ-centered home and coming up underneath him and calling him Lord. Lord means this, you come under. That means you have him over your life. You have a covering there. You have him, and I'm going to come underneath the Lord. I'm going to come underneath him. I'm going to come up underneath this area, and he's speaking this to us. And here's the problem. Anytime we're out of a line, there are issues in our life. Anytime. Uh, when my, my son was driving our, my wife's car a few months ago, and someone ran a red light, hit him, and damaged the vehicle. And so uh, there's been a long process that y'all need to pray for your pastor about. Uh, y'all need to pray for your pastor because I'm still frustrated about this whole situation. But for three months, we're trying to get our vehicle back to pre-rec condition. We're not there yet. Just pray for your pastor. Just all I'm going to say. But they have been working and working fixing and fixing things on the vehicle, trying to get it back. They've replaced steering racks. They've replaced strut assemblies. They've replaced things I don't even hardly know how to, what they are. I don't know what they are. Just They've replaced them, apparently. But they've done these things to this vehicle, and we're still having issues with it. But every time I would talk to them, they would tell me this. They would say, what we're going to do is we got this done, and we're going to put it back on the alignment rack. And we're going to get it in a line back up to make sure that's important. And this is why, so this is what happens. When the vehicle is out of line, there's a pull that's going on. This thing is, is not riding the way that it should. And this is what takes place. Over time, driving a vehicle out of line, you have this messed up tire on the front of your vehicle, all wore out. Who's, ever, who's done that? Who's, mm, I mean, who was mad? After the fact that you, why don't I just pay the $99 to get this bad boy done? Now I'm paying 400 for tires because I'm not just cheap, whatever. But so you, you didn't make that decision. Here's what happens. Anytime things are out of a line in our life, what happens? You're going to find yourself down the line and things are going to be messed up. Things are going to be replaced. Things are going to have to be done differently. And if you'd have spent the $99, if you'd have done it, if you'd have said yes to Jesus when the pastor tried his best to get you to, if you'd have submitted, whatever it is, if you'd have got in alignment, things would change. And so we see this today. This happens in every area of our life. We have to come up underneath some things. So I brought out my board today, and uh, don't do this often, and, uh, uh, but when I do, there's a reason. And today there's a reason. Um, 
in our board, I'm, I want to do this. At the top of your board of your life should be this. Hope y'all can read my chicken scratch. I'm left-handed. That means I'm anointed. Uh, <laughs> right there. Just that thing that qualifies you right there. If you just, just left being left. Who's left-handed? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, there's, there's few of us. There's, there's many being called, but there's only a few that were just too, really truly really chosen, <laughs> stepped out of that. <coughs> But here's the first thing in our life. This has to be God. And so there has to be alignment here. And any time that there's not alignment in place, you will see things out of order in your life. And things will be totally wrecked. Now this, I'm going to get into some stuff today. And I I told you early on in this series that we were going to do this. And um, and we were going to just say stuff and get real. And so just as I get real today, just go with me, man. Help help me out. Be with me. Just say amen if you think it's make me feel better somewhere. Uh, just, but <clears throat> we, we have, and this is how this is supposed to be in our life. Now, again, I want to go back and I want to speak to the family because it's flipping our house. And so, again, single, married, whatever it is, young or old, this is how this is supposed to work in your life. This is God's plan. This is his purpose. This is what it should look like for you. But this is what should take place. Underneath the Lord and, and, and God in our life, if there's a marriage situation, you should have a husband right here. You should have a husband right there. That's where, that's where, the, that's where he should be in our life. That's where this should be. And up underneath this, uh, there should be um, a wife. Come on, somebody. <coughs> somebody who just got mad at me. Oh, it's okay. You're going to find out why this is so important. All right. This is how this is supposed to go down. In our life, in our situation, this, this is how it's supposed to be. Now, again, this is not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this person. All right? That's not means that, and we dealt with this some last week, and I'm going to say it again. That doesn't mean that you, that you cater to me. That doesn't mean that. Matter of fact, it flows down. He served us. He loved us. Christ served. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. And matter of fact, you got saved. If you are saved, you are a Christian because he served you. And you know what he said for us to do, men? He told us, he said, to love your wife as I loved you. That's what he told us to do. That's how that's supposed to work. So we serve that. So again, this ain't nobody better. Now, this is, but this is how they're supposed to be in order here, and they're supposed to be in alignment. Now, this is where it goes wrong. This is where it falls off. All right, when this is out of place, men, and you're over here, when you're, when you're out of place, whether you're on this left side, you're on this right side, you're not in alignment. This is the problem. This is when things get crazy and chaos happens in our life. All right, this is where this happens. Now, this is what happens usually as a result of this. He's screaming at her. She's ticked off, screaming at him. He's kicking the dog. <coughs> Taking the goldfish out of the tank, just laying there and watching it just flap, flop around a little bit. And then, then put it, just trying to take it, <coughs> you know, he's just ticked off. He's just ticked off or whatever it may be. And, and so that, that's what's going on. Don't, don't do that. Somebody like, man, what happens? I'm going to call him and see. No, don't do that. And, you know, so, so this is what happens. All right? And this is, this is what happens so many times. Again, and, it's, and it's, it's frustrating. I promise you, if this is what's happening, so frustrated this person is. She is so frustrated. She is, she's hurt. 
She's crying. She's broken. She, she's struggling. He's ticked off. He's mad. He's ticked off because he's saying, man, why is she not submitting to me? And why is she not coming up underneath me? Pastor said, you're supposed to. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> Where are you at? Now, if you realize this, if you saw this, how here's this was, here's the truth. She is up underneath you, but you don't know it because you're out of line. Husbands, when we do this, when we come up underneath him, if you have a godly wife, that's where she'll be. That's where she'll be. And, and, and this is, again, this is where the problem happens in our life. Men and women both, all of us, young people, watch this now. This is dating. This is when you get old. This is what happens. Some of you are here, if you're single, you're out here trying to find her. You ain't going to find her out here. You may. You'll regret it. Wow. Ladies, listen, if you're single, this is what happens. This is happens on both sides. You're out here. You're out here saying, he won't, God won't send me a man. You're crying and all tick. Just, we're, we're, listen, all men are dogs. I'm not preaching now. I'm just making a statement. Don't be saying it, man. Don't get happy. <clears throat> all, all men are dogs. I can't find a single man who loves Jesus. Where am I? I ain't going to find. Listen, he ain't out here. He's not out there. He's not out. He's out here. I'm in the club, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm. And then, and then you, you find Joe. You find Joe out here. Joe's out there, man. You see, and he's the one. I've been praying for Joe. Joe's the man. And then you marry Joe. And Joe's an idiot. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just, this is the truth. Y'all know I'm speaking the truth. And then, and then you're out here, fellas, and you're saying, you're saying, man, Lord, send me Joanne. And then Joanne, I'm looking for Joanne. And I, Lord, I sent Joanne. And you, I, yeah, I don't, and you, and you, and then Joanne shows up. Oh, Joanne just showed up. She walked in my door. Joanne just walked in my life. And then you're happy and you're excited. Joanne ain't the answer. All right, now I promise you this is what's happened. And this is what's gone on for so long. Listen. Men and women alike, as we submit and come up underneath here, as we call him Lord, as we call him Father, as we come up underneath it, I promise you what you will find there, who you will find there, will be so much greater than anything you'll find out here. I, 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 it is a beautiful thing. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things, they be added to you. So everything else you need is going to be out here. Now, this is what's going to happen if this, is, if this is what's going on in your life. Now, again, our goal is this. Our goal as a church is to make Jesus known, get everybody we can up underneath him. That's our goal. Man, we, are, we passionately pursue 
this purpose in this church, and that's for us to come up underneath this and in every way that we can have him and point everyone to him. And, I mean, that is our goal. We are just desperately in every way we can trying to make that happen, anything we can. But listen, this is what may happen for you. If you're out here and you make the decision to go here, they may not go with you. They may not go with you. And if you leave them behind, or if they miss it, they were never intended to be this. Never intended to be that. That was not the purpose and the plan for your life. And so this is what we've got to do. We, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a people of God, as, as, as lovers of Jesus, as, as people who are doing these things, if, we, if we're out, if we're right here, we already have the person in our life called a husband, we're praying God sends them. Bring them over here, Lord. Line them up. Line them up. Just stay under them. Don't try to move up here and try to get in front of them and try to beat. No, don't try to do that. Just watch. Stay where you're at. Stay underneath God. Keep loving. Keep praying. Husband, if you're right here and your wife's out here somewhere, just keep praying her over, praying over, praying over, whatever it is. If you're single or any of these things, stay right here. Because if it's out of line, you'll find yourself down the road having to change your tires. Ticked off, upset, frustrated, and so much mess and things that have happened along the line. So listen, this is the most important thing, and we see this in Scripture. Look, look what happens here. This is, this is awesome. Um, in, in the text today, we, we see this. It's us literally bringing our malehood up underneath and becoming this manhood. We saw Jesus do that. We saw Jesus bring that. He's come in the garden, and he submitted to the Father's will. He come up underneath this, and he surrendered to this. And we see this in Scripture, in Exodus 33, the chapter right before where we were at, in Exodus 33. I want you to see something happen, and this principle is awesome. Man. Oh, man, so, so incredible. Verse 7 is where we'll pick up, Exodus 33, verse 7. I want you to, to see this, and we were singing this earlier, him seeing this glory. Show me your glory. I see a cloud, and, and I, I step in, and, and we see him face to face. And all the stuff we sing around here is Bible stuff. Man, this is cool. Look, look at this right here. It says this. It says that this is where Moses, he would come, and he meets with the Lord. This is in Exodus 33, verse 7. Moses took his tent, and he pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and he called it the tabernacle of meetings. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meetings, which was outside the camp. You're going to have to come to a place at some point in your life, and when you come up underneath and get out of your plan, you've got to come out, you've got to meet with God. You've got to come out from everything else and come up in and meet with him. And verse 8 says, So it was that whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent. And he stood at the tent door, and he watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass that when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of the cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And it's so, so beautiful. And I'm, I just, it's so incredible. And, and today, because of the Holy Spirit, we can have this every day. We can just walk with him every day and live this life in, in, in relationship and fellowship with him. And verse 10 says that all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and they worshiped, each man in his own tent door. So again, you would see this. They would go out to this tabernacle, place a meeting, they would meet with God, and then they would bring this back into their tent door. 
You bring this back into your home. You bring this back into your house. And so you walk this out. You live this out. He's showing this picture what happens. And then when we see it happen, verse 11 says, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Wow. And he would return to camp, but his servant, look at what this guy we've been reading about named Joshua, Joshua 24. Look what we've been reading about this guy. He's going to make this decision to serve the Lord. Again, he just, I'm going to be strong. No, this is how he does it. This is how it happens. He says, so the Lord God spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, he did not depart from the tabernacle. How do we do this, men? We stay in his presence. We stay in his presence. Let everybody else leave if they're going to leave. I'm going to stay here. You, you mean, that again, it means you're going to come away from, <clears throat> none, none of my buddies are doing this, though, Pastor. None of my buddies are coming over here. And they're not doing this. All my boys are doing this. Listen, you may have to lead the boys. Be a man. Some of my girls, man, it's G&O. Girls, not that. Some of y'all are like, it's G&O, man. I see you. G&O, duck face. <coughs> it's G&O, Pastor. Not wrong, girl. go hang out. That's, that ain't nothing wrong with any of that stuff. That's, that's okay, but listen. Never get outside underneath this plan because here's what's happening. There's a pull. There's a pull. There's a pull that's happening. There's a pull that's being in every way trying to draw you out from underneath this because, again, in the home, if or if he's a single man, whatever it is, if he can get you out here, you're missing this. If he can get you out here, if you're a single man, you, don't, you never find the one God has. Or if you're out here, listen, you say this. You say, I come up underneath the plan and the purposes of God in my life. I get things in alignment with him. And listen, this is a picture, and what I love, about Joshua and what I love about what we see here. This says that he was a young man. A lot of times we look at that and just think that's an age thing. If you know scripturally what's going on here, you find in Exodus 17 that Joshua was a general of an army who went in and took out Amalek. You, you see him. This ain't some child. This ain't some, just some kid. This is a man. Uh, most scholars agree that Joshua was probably in his 50s when, when this is what this is talking about. So this is not just some age thing that we say this. Well, man, this church is for the young people. Or that's for what they do or for what they love. This is for men who step in regardless of the age. And what I love about Joshua, as a grown man in his 50s, they still call him young. Come on, somebody. I mean, there's still, he's still showing you because of this. He was willing to submit and surrender and come up underneath the plan and purposes of God in his life. And only, guys, only when we make this decision, only when will our life work out for us. Not until then. Can you stand with me, please? Wow. There's so many things in that, in that Joshua uh, and that uh, Exodus 34 that, that are there, go back and read verse 24. You can look and see what God will do for you there. Um, uh, very cool. Go back and read the things that God will do for you when this happens. But I, I want to speak specifically, and again, I, I told you I'm challenging men and women, but I want to talk to every person here, listen, who is, who is yet to do this. Come up underneath the Lordship of Christ. 
You're saying, man, I'm coming to church. I'm doing, no, is he Lord? Have you made that decision? So I just want you to do this right, right where you're standing. I want you to just take a moment, bow your heads and close your eyes. And, and in this church, we give people a chance to respond. We give people a chance to respond. And I, I, I love this. While well, I was telling men that we're responsible and we need to assume responsibility. You know how that happens? This is how that happens. We, we have responsibility and we're able to do that. When we as, a, as men of God, women of God, young people, young and old, listen, when we do this, when we respond to his ability, that's responsibility. When we respond to his ability, when we respond to what he did. So you have to make the decision to respond to that. So first of all, I want to speak to, to every person, young or old. If today, if he's not Lord of your life, if he's not Lord, if, if that's not, you know that you're, you're left or right, something's pulled you away, whatever it is, there's something that's happened, you know he's not Lord. And, you're, and be honest, we can't hear. This is a loving church. Nobody judges you here. But you're honest and you say, man, he's not Lord of my life. But I want him today to be Lord of my life. I want him over me and I want to come up underneath his plans for me. I want to, I want to pray for you right where you're standing right there, if that's you. But I need to know first if that's you. And I want you to respond to the ability of what Christ did by doing this, just lifting your hand. If that's you and just respond, just lifting up your hand and saying, and saying I need to come up underneath. I see that hand. Praise God. Who else? Raise it up. Praise God. Who else? Raise it up. Amen. Who else? He's not Lord of my life. Praise God. I see that. Thank you, Father. Who else? Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. 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 First of all, just right there where you're standing, I want you to do this. I, I told you I wanted to pray with you. Pray, pray and just, just lead you and introduce you to him. To him. Truly just surrender to him. And so it just happens this way. you saying that I want to call him Lord. And so the Bible says this. If we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart that he's Lord. We, we confess that. That we're saved. We're saved. And so just right where you're standing, I, I just want you just to, just you can do it out loud or just in your heart. But I want you to say this right now. God, I come to you needing you today. Realizing today that I need to come up underneath the purpose that you have for me. God, I need you. I need you to be my Lord. And so today I ask you to just cleanse me Forgive me. I receive you now in Jesus' name. I receive you now in Jesus' name. I believe in my heart. Confess today in my mouth. I believe today that you did that for me. I accept you now in Jesus' name. I want you to know something, man. I, I got saved when I was nine years old. If you said that and you prayed that and you meant that in your heart, you're just as saved as I am right now. And you're going to go to heaven the same way I'm going to go to heaven one day. And can we just take a moment, just celebrate those decisions that were made today? <clears throat> Praise God. Come on, man. This is generations. This is how we're being affected right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.